This episode of the podcast is sponsored by wearing a belt, a fanny pack, and suspenders. Keep your fucking pants on the whole time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, those who identify as non-binary, welcome back to Roll the Crets, the podcast, the only podcast that will lure you into a van to then take you into a void to then turn you into a bag. I'm Matt. I'm Zach. (laughs) Today we're here to talk about Another Skins. The most excited I'm going to be talking about this whole movie. You haven't seen, you you didn't see this movie beforehand, right? No, this was the first time I saw it. It's just... Like I said last time, too, the, this was one of those, like, I saw the, the void room mm-hmm. with the puddle and yeah. luring the people in, and yeah. I was like, that looks cool. All right. Got to put that on the list. Mm-hmm. Then we watched it. Yeah. Now you wish that you took it back. And then we watched it. <laughs> We're going to talk about <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Under the Skin is directed by Jonathan Glazer. Mm-hmm. Who has done nothing else, He's really. done nothing else. It was written by Walter Campbell. And Michael Faber mm-hmm. is produced by a bunch of different companies that seemed a little shady. Mm-hmm. And but A24. Yeah, that's what the, probably the most prominent one. Yeah. And it's starring Scarlett Johansson. I don't mm-hmm. care about anybody else. doesn't really matter. Well, what about the getaway driver guy? Oh, James McWilliams? Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a character. <laughs> and Adam Pearson. Yeah, what a character. There's so many characters There's in this so movie. There's so many characters <laughs> in oh this movie. Oh, my God. You could really just sit there and see the actors on the screen. Oh, what about gross, creepy, like, forest rapist, man? Yeah. We'll get there. We'll what get a there. prominent character. Yeah. What's this movie about, Matt? Oh, shit. I forgot to yeah. fucking <laughs> talk about <laughs> what really? it's about. All right. I don't even want to read the synopsis. This doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just about an alien, and she's trying to survive, maybe. But yeah, then so maybe she gets attached to people and wants to try to be human, and then that just doesn't work. Yeah. So it seems like the the real premise of it is that uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, which they never say any names, so yeah, it's, it's like just we, the female, yeah, or, just mm-hmm. the female. Um, her whole job is to like lure men in, and basically have them be consumed inside of like this void pit, which I would assume is kind of like a feeding house for like aliens. I guess. It's, it's that one, and then there's also the one in the beginning, which is like that white room. Yeah. And when she's stealing the clothes off the lady, and it's like, okay. So that it, was like, that was like probably on like the actual like mothership. Sure. Like on the actual ship. Because that was like, I guess. Of, that was like one of the few things that I liked about this movie was like that play on like UFO, UFO sightings, where it's like it's just li- like three or four lights like dancing in the sky and then like disappear like in different directions. When was that in the movie? That was in the beginning. That was like literally right after the af- eyeball. Right after that. Like right after Scarlett Johansson like takes the clothes in the white room. Yeah. You see like her like standing underneath and then like there's there's the lights that flicker and then disappear. Okay. So that I was like, okay, cool. Like that's that's kind of nice. Can I just talk about the things I liked about this movie before we yeah, fucking dissect we go into it? it. Uh, I liked the beginning. Yeah. I liked the fact of her like trying to like pronounce words because mm-hmm. it's a cool take on like look at her. She's trying to be human. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, every everything luring all the guys into mm-hmm. like the void and then sinking in is awesome visual. Yeah, I think what happened the first time too, and it's like she literally just goes back and starts picking up her clothes. Mm-hmm. There's no there's nothing to it. I'm like that's really awesome. Yeah, uh, plastic bag people. How they get turned into plastic bags? That's pretty good. That's, that's also an awesome 
awesome visual. That's also practical effects. So yeah, I, totally. I, I really fuck with that yeah. because, like, especially too, like when when the douchebag like bar guy is mm-hmm. like in there and he sees like the guy from before. Yep. And like his skin is literally like it's like peeling off or like it's um. It, it looks like he aged like eighty years yeah. in the span of a day, and like his skin is like so flappy. I was like, "That's a really cool effect." Yep, I really dig that. Really, really enjoyed that. I like the score. Yeah, like the the kind of like the the hymn that comes when like dramatic events are happening. Yes, thought that was good, and uh, the reveal of her. Yes, with the, the skin coming off. Yeah, and that's an... Under awful. that skin. Yeah, under the skin. Under the skin. Everything's alien. When it is alien. Under the skin. <laughs> yeah, like, that's an awesome visual of, like, her holding the head. Yes. And it's, like, blinking yeah, still. That, and it's that like was trying... super good. Good stuff. Again. Great, great stuff. Practical effects for that. Everything else you didn't like. Oh, man, no. The rest of it was sucked. So let me... Fucking sucked. There was, like, a couple of things that I actually enjoyed about this film. All right, that's fair. Um, So I did, like... I don't know if you caught it, but, like, the whole eye thing in the beginning Mm -hmm. felt like a reference to Hall from uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, I could see that. And I don't know if that's intentional or not. If it is, it's a cool little, like, tip of the hat to, like, a... Probably the best sci-fi movie ever made. Yeah. Um, because this movie is in the sci-fi realm. Sure. Aliens, it fucking... It's got it, an alien in it, It I guess. automatically d- d- defaults to it. <laughs> I guess. Um, like I said, like, the play on the lights, I think that was, like, a really fun thing just because of, like, again, that is a prominent thing for, like, most people when they do, like, UFO sightings and, like, mm-hmm. most movies in, like, the early 80s that were involving like aliens that wasn't the movie alien by ridley scott mm-hmm. kind of had that same feel like f- um fire in the sky yeah had like that same kind of like feel to it even though they kind of did show the ship itself mm-hmm. um i think the editing in this film was was pretty good in i'm in, making a face like eh. in in one aspect in in the whole like first like 15 minutes of Scarlett Johansson's character, like, driving. Yep, and just telling, it's like, hey, I, do you know where to go here? And just picking them up. Yeah, and then, like, it would be, like, a shot of, like, the guy in the car, and then the next shot, like, she's looking for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, that's a that's a good visual way to show that, like, something weird is happening to these guys. Yeah, like, like they're obviously. not showing back up. Yeah, which is obviously. Fair. Yes. I think that was pretty well done. I think the cinematography in this movie is something to be, like recognized for in terms of like the void and like mm-hmm. that blackness and then again too like that absence of color in the beginning of the white yeah i think that's a really cool effect i think like for the most part the film itself is a very good looking like stylized film yeah it's definitely visually pretty interesting yes i enjoyed the mf doom poster i thought that oh was, yeah that was I cool that was, that was i was a, like yeah I'm i don't doom. know what the fuck that was for but i was R. like yeah, P. fucking mf doom yeah um the shot when like the the wide angle shot of like her out in like the fucking mountains and With like the mist. Yeah, the yeah, fog. That was cool. That I was, was a like, good that's, shot. That's a really good shot. Yep. And again, the skin. Yeah. The skin at the end. I think mm-hmm. that was like a really well done shot. Um and also too, like that I'm I'm assuming that part had to be CGI of like Scarlett Johansson like blinking. Yeah, that maybe. Maybe. Because it did look it kind of looked like a prosthetic. Yeah, the only other thing that I could think of is that like they literally got somebody 
with a similar body shape mm-hmm. to be in this black suit, and then they kind of like hunched her down over. Yeah, like dug a hole get, or something. Yeah, like something like <laughs> I that. I, that. Don't, I don't care if it's CGI; it's probably like on the better side of CGI. No, it looked it, great. If it's practical effects, fucking hands to you. Like practical effects always wins. Yeah. Um. Everything else, though. <sighs> okay. All right, so a couple things <laughs> I just want to say about this movie. Uh, one, we're, I, like, I, we're like ten minutes into. Yeah, it. I know. We're, we're gonna bash it a little. We're gonna bit. bash it. We're gonna, because it's not that good. Um, and it's funny too because remember how after we watched it, I was like, I need to watch the trailer for this. Yes. And the trailer's cut in like I under the skin. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like all the like rippling effects. And yeah. It's like, it's like a horror movie that. It's yeah, and it's showing right? scenes that when I watched it, I was like, that was a nothing boring scene. Yeah. Of like her standing in the mirror naked, and it's like. It's like in the trailer, it's like, oh my god, what's happening? But in the movie, it's like, okay, yeah, she's yeah. standing there. It, it got the fucking uh, Crimson Peak effect. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not really a horror movie, but to market it, they put it out as a horror movie. Yeah. Um, so, a couple of things when I watched this, too. This reminds me of, too, it's like if somebody wanted to make The Man Who Fell to Earth, but less weird. I put that in my notes. It literally is, it, it more or less is the story of A Man Who Fell to Earth. But, but less, less weird. Less weird in a bad way. Yeah. Because A Man Fell to Earth is it's a, a weird very, fucking movie. It's a weird fucking movie. It's still not that good. <laughs> it's not that great. I mean, it's fucking like David Bowie was like stupid high on cocaine during most of it. Yep. But um, but he put in a lot of work for it. Mm-hmm. And I'll give it to him. Like that was like, like he he did as good of a performance as he could with that. Yeah. But that movie was weird. But this feels like it's trying to be an homage to it, but like still in a different way. And and yeah. not like it feels like it's trying to be an homage, but like taking like the tropes from it mm-hmm. and then not doing anything with it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. It's like here it is. We're trying to have a theme or a message because mm-hmm. even too remember. Where it's like we're sitting there watching it, and I'm like, "What's the point of this movie?" Oh, I have a, I have a whole thing. I do too. Okay. So, all right, but before we get to that, yes. I, one of the other interesting points too that, like you said before, is, um, like I, I brought up the question while we were watching it, mm-hmm. which is, is cinematography enough to make a movie good? And this is one of those instances too, where it's like you said it yourself. Where it's like the cinematography in this movie is pretty good. Don't put words in my mouth, Matt. Fuck you. Um. <laughs> It's pretty good. It is, but but it's it doesn't not save it. enough. Not enough to save it because no. the acting is nothing, the story is nothing. Yeah, most scenes are nothing. Yes. Character development essentially becomes her like there is trying to have that weird relationship, and then there is yeah there is two points in this movie that is anything of character development. Yeah, her also not eating that one guy. Yeah, Adam Pearson. Like, yeah, that. That is that is the first in instance of like character development that yep. we see with Scarlett Johansson's character, and nothing against her. Like Scarlett no. is, is a good actress. Like I, yeah. I think a lot of the times of like besides Marvel, like the Marriage Story. Yeah, she's phenomenal in that movie. Exactly. Like she has range. She can act. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this was a script that gave her any range because you're literally playing it where it's like you don't yeah. you you say about like five words. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire film. Yeah, it's mostly, it's like, do you think I'm pretty? Yes. <laughs> which I actually found out, too. And this is going to go into my other discussion part. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, I found out, too, in the beginning part of that, mm-hmm. they literally just picked up Scottish people. 
Oh, really? Like they were just like, hey, you know, like, get in. And it's like they had hidden cameras. Mm. And they didn't actually have them as actors. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. But that's also weird because then you have to fucking edit around the fact of people being like, hey, it's Scarlett Johansson. Yes. And also you have to have them sign like a... Oh yeah, they did disclosure afterwards, afterwards yeah. to like use their their yeah, faces. They did after. Okay, um, but that's that's, weird. that's my other point of this too because mm-hmm. it also ties in what I looked up the themes of this movie. Uh huh. Um, and that's the way that I've been looking at this too more recently in my adult life is the idea of seeing a movie for what it is, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is not having anything else that kind of propels it afterwards. So, Explain. Okay. Elaborate, so, if you so will. So what I mean, too, is that, like, say you watch a movie, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, that's the movie. And then it's like, after the fact, you find out, like, well, this scene actually means this. Oh, like And it's one of those, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, kind of how I've been doing, where it's like, I go in blind and then make my own, like, theme assumptions. Right. And then look it up afterwards to see if I was, like, close. Or, I think about it in the other hand, too, where it's like... How you watch a movie and it's like, well, the reason he said this was because in the book or it's in that prequel YouTube yeah. <laughs> short, <laughs> it actually ties into that. And yeah, it's like supposed the, to be one of those things where like you're the like, smile. Yeah. Where you're supposed to be like, oh, well, that makes the scene better. The thing that's been happening with more, me more recently is that watching a movie, not so much with like all the extra stuff, mm-hmm. but I just want to see what's in front of me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that I have with this movie is that. There's Upon looking up the theme, I get it. I get the theme. But I don't think it's done in a way that is an accurate representation. Okay. Before so, before you say what the actual theme is, I, okay. would, I would love to put in like what I think it is. All right, that's great. Yeah, I still go for did, it. I, I still have not like looked it up. Okay, that's that's awesome. Go for it. Okay, cool. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, I think this movie is about sexual identity. Okay. So there is and he, I I have context clues to say <laughs> to I say got that context I'm right. clues. So there is constant back and forth in the beginning of like uh Scarlett Johansson's character where it's like when she's driving around, which by the way how I mentioned earlier where it's like I really like the editing in the beginning of like mm-hmm. the the driving around, there's too much of it. It's fucking yeah. The movie is is an hour and 54 minutes. There's a good 40 minutes of that. Yeah, and it's one of those parts, too, in this movie where you're like, fucking come on, like, I, I get, get it. it. I get it. Let's move the story <laughs> along. But anyway, so there's there's a lot in the beginning where it's like it's just random shots of, like, men walking down the mm-hmm. street. And, like, obviously it's supposed to be that, like, oh, okay, like, she's looking to, like, who she can pick up. Yeah. And then there becomes a point where it's like, then it's women. Mm-hmm. It's all just women. And then for some reason, it's like older women that are smoking. <laughs> yeah, it gets very specific. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it immediately shifts back to men. Mm-hmm. And in in my opinion, so like that that's kind of like the, the point where it's like after that, she meets Adam Pearson's character. Right. Where it's like she takes him back and then decides like, okay, I'm not going to like eat you or whatever it is. Mm. Because it's, the movie's vague and that's fine. Like I, yeah. I like ambiguous films. I just need, like, some kind of substance to, like, formulate my own ideas. For right. Me. I would like to have something that can make me kind of go, like, I get something from this. Yeah. So, that, in my opinion, is, like, that was the turning point of, like, say, in the sexual identity of 
people. It's like, okay, like you're like we'll use Scarlett Johansson as an example because she's the main character in right. this. So like her character in the film is possibly told like throughout the entire time that she's on Earth is like men, 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 men. We gotta go after men. We mm-hmm. gotta take over men. So like <laughs> you just sang the two and a half men song. Yeah, men, men, <laughs> men. <laughs> um so like the idea of that is that like okay like you know the the fucking heterosexual mind mm-hmm. of like okay like women has to find man and then there's that point of like okay maybe women mm-hmm. and and we get that for like a split second of like okay it, all that she's looking at is like women yeah and then it goes back to men and it's like okay like she she had this thought of like maybe what if like what if with women yeah and then it was like no i've been told like i have to do men yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe this... And then when she decides, like, okay, I'm not going to kill Adam Pearson's character and, like, let him go, it's like, okay, I'm I'm giving myself a chance to, like, explore and identify myself. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, I don't, I don't know what I mean by this, but, like, double <laughs> standard of sexual prowess. Double standard of sexual prowess. Because there was a weird point what? where it's like, so the score for the film, yeah, that like weird kind of like high pitched sound that they do when yeah. like she's murdering, like a sharp violin yes. kind of sound, yeah, the one I was, really like was used also when the gross uh, forest rapist was trying to get with her, yeah. So it's like, I don't know, like I I haven't really like this one isn't as strong as the other one, but like to me th- it kind of feels like. There's that double double standard of like womanizer versus like yeah man whore. Well, I think it it ties into of like what I actually looked it up mm-hmm. is about. So the first one too is am I close? Kind of. Oh yeah. At least that last part. Oh yeah. Um, well, the first one is about xenophobia, like the fear of aliens. Okay, I, I guess. But yeah, that's the point though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the only movie. time it's really appropriate to have that theme is the ending. Yeah. When she gets lit on fire. Yes, because... Other than that... If I saw that, I would also light her on fire. Right, but then it comes back to that idea, too, like, in classic, like, xenophobia tales, it's like, oh, well, you know, like, man is the real monster, you know, like, that stupid shit. Yeah. And it's like, but this doesn't do that other than that scene. Mm -hmm. Like, you have the one part, too, where it's like, she's trying to have sex with the one guy that, like, took her in for some fucking reason. Yeah. Um... That was also weird. Like, and that, it's like that just felt like there was yeah. no connection as to like the rhyme or reason why. Right, and then the big reveal at the end of that story arc is that she apparently doesn't have a vagina, <laughs> or maybe yeah, yeah, or I maybe it got torn because of her skin. No, I think yeah, I think that's what happened. I think that she was like going for it, like she was ready, but she didn't understand like actual sex, and then yeah. like. And then he poked it, and then, like, she had to check to make sure that the skin didn't tear. Yeah, I think And then she had to run away because of that. Right. And that's kind of the part, too, which, um, like, if there was something in that scene, like, here's this mild-mannered guy who seems really nice, he's really supportive and caring. But he also comes off a little creepy in the beginning. eh, We just asked her, he said that the bus was coming. Yeah, and then, like, sat, like, right behind her and then tried to talk to her. And then even the bus driver was like, yo, chill out, Oh, yeah, that's true. Chill out, bro, you're a little creepy. Yeah. Um, but I wish they did something too in that to mm-hmm. kind of reinforce that theme of like him seeing that and then him freaking out because I feel like that would actually play in a lot more mm-hmm. or having more of like 
I guess, fear when they are getting eaten. Of, like, showing that it's like, oh, my God, like, here's... Because they just, they kind of seem content. Yeah, they seemed happy with it. Like, yeah, they... Which... Uh, You're forming a, a, a conclusion well, yourself now. No, because I'm, I'm still trying to think... Like, this is the problem with this movie, and that's what I'm talking about, where it's like, thematically, what they're going for, I don't think it translates into the film itself. No. Which goes back to my argument on, like, something at face value. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other theme, too, that I looked up, and I, the official director and writer talked about it, is the idea of rape culture. Yeah, which makes sense, too. To what your point is, of this idea of, you know, like... It's either, like, rape-slash-hookup culture of, yeah. like, go out there, pick up people. And then it's very, like, it makes sense with her character of, like, I'm going to pick you up, but then I'm going to take advantage of you yeah, and hurt you. Yeah. So, in that sense, it could also be, like, somewhat of a double standard. I, I Yeah. Think, I think this film doesn't do it justice enough, but, like, right. there is the idea of, like, okay, the same... There's the same concept of, like, what she's doing to men versus what the forest guy is doing to her. Right. But, again, there's not enough, like, substance there to really, like, showcase mm-hmm. it. It yeah. doesn't... It, it never feels like... Because then you, you would want to have it where it's, like, you feel sorry for the guys that she's killing, mm-hmm. which... Adam Pearson is the only one that, like, you would kind like, I, I right. felt, like, some emotional, like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, because, I mean, in that scene alone, it kind of shows that theme. Like, yeah. I think that is one of the parts, too, where it stands out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Of, like, here it is where it's, like, this man with, you know, like, facial deformities, and it's, like, she's kind of playing up him of, like, you have nice hands, and it's, yeah. like, trying to talk to him, and it's, like, kind of, in a way, it's, like, emotionally taking advantage of him. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, well, you know, like saying that's like, oh, because he's never had a girlfriend or he doesn't have any friends or it's like now I can I can take advantage of that. Yeah, I can use him to get my needs met, which ties into it. But then her change of heart and then her staring in the mirror, kind of realizing, like, is this what I want to do? Which makes sense. And then, of course, like at the ending, it's, you know, like the reverse idea, which is that here it is, is that she's been doing all this, too. But then she gets taken advantage of as well. Mm -hmm. So. Like, it's one of those things, and this is why I bring this up, too, because it's, when you watch it, that's hard to understand. Yeah. It, it's on not, its own. On yeah, its own. It's, it's like, for a casual moviegoer, they are mm-hmm. not going to piece this together right away. Right. And that's one of the things, too, in my argument, which, like, of course, like, now that I know that, mm-hmm. and I have that as knowledge, and it makes sense... It makes sense. I can go back and watch it and be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, but, I, I can see how it ties in. But does this have a rewatchability? No. It? Exactly. And so you're not going to want to go right. back and watch it. And also, that's what I'm saying, too. It's like, more often than not, unless you really, really love a movie, you're probably going to watch it once. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem with this movie specifically, is that it has things going for it, but it doesn't drive enough home of what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's subtle to the point where it almost kind of loses the message. And it kind of gets lost in like the minutia of like the little moments of like her walking around or talking to people. And it's like in that fucking scene where she fell and it's like, God, that went on for so long. Yeah, I know. It's waiting there, for something to happen. There is like a good 20 minutes of this movie could have been cut. Like this could have been a 90 minute film. Cause even too, if that was something, it's like, say she fell Mm -hmm. and here it is that people are going to help her up, but then they notice her skin got ripped a little bit and then they start freaking out. Yeah. That would be another part of like the xenophobia of like, Oh my God, here it is, is that she just appears as like a, you know, a normal woman. Mm -hmm. 
but she's actually something different, then is that a bad thing? Yeah. Because that's even, too, where it's like she almost becomes kind of like a forced sympathetic character at the end of like, oh, you feel bad for her because she's just trying to be human. Yeah. But, but then again, you also fucking care. But then again, you also don't because of the beach scene. Right. Yeah. Where she totally murders that guy. Yeah. Like fucking woman goes out after dog. Man mm. goes out after woman. Other man goes out after man. <laughs> Baby left on the pier. Yeah. None of them come back except for like swimmer man. And she bashes him with a rock and then takes him. Yep. And that's another one of those scenes, too, where she's, like, dragging him. And yeah. at first, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's like, the baby's crying. And then went on for, like, another minute. And you're yeah. like, come the fuck on. It's like, I get it. I got the visual for it. Yeah. Let's but, move it along. But I, I think even, too, where it's, like, my biggest gripe with this. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally understand for myself where it's just like, going into a movie blind, only going off of, like, a clip where it's, like, I have my expectations. I have an understanding of what it may be. And if it doesn't meet that, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's okay that it doesn't meet this. Because remember I said that to you, too? It was, like, 30 minutes into the movie, and I thought I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be, like, a fish out of the water. Like, her trying to be human. Yeah. And there's sprinkles of that. Like, when she eats the cake, mm-hmm. when she's trying to have the relationship. Yeah. When she's watching TV, and it's like, she's looking at herself in the mirror, mm-hmm. like, trying to, you know, like, see how she is. There's little sprinkles. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why I don't like this movie. Yeah. It's like little moments that could work in terms of a theme, but then it doesn't. Yeah. I think there's not enough in here to make us sympathetic of her character. Right. And I agree. I think like if we had cut like a good 15 minute chunk of like those long dragged out shots of like nothing Mm -hmm. and then added in these shots of like her going to try and do like normal human things. Human. Human things um then you kind of start to like sympathize a little bit more with her where it's like she's trying yeah instead of just literally like two scenes and you're like okay i guess right like then you have like some form of of, like okay i i understand like what her character is doing and then too like you have a little bit more character development like Mm -hmm. have it where it's like the guy like makes a joke or something and she laughs yeah she understands what laughing is now right and then have that then like i said where it's like it seems like they're getting closer Mm -hmm. and then here's the like i tore part of your skin and now he freaks out yeah and pushes her away yeah because that would reinforce the idea of like her trying to be normal trying to fit in or her kill him and be like okay like a realization that like nothing i do will change yeah could also work because it seems like she can kind of just create the void whenever yeah it's in just random houses dilapidated houses this movie in my opinion is a less good ex machina yeah i think ex machina did a way better job of like developing the themes of this Mm -hmm. in terms of like what is sexual identity what is like being a person um again the fucking fear of the unknown so it's like i think i think ex machina did a way better job of like developing all this with an actual story yeah and you have oscar isaac dancing in that great scene he also looks fucking awesome with the full beard and no hair yeah (laughs) great look um yeah i don't know i i like five motorcycles five voids yeah. Out of 10. I was thinking that it's too. It's not bad. No, it's not, it's bad not by any means. Like, I explained that to my wife too. She was like, how was it? And I was like, it wasn't offensive. It wasn't awful. It wasn't irritating. It was just kind of like one of those nothing movies. Yeah. This like, w- 
you watch it and you're like, oh, I took away a couple things I thought were cool, and then you kind of just flip to the next thing. Yeah, I I definitely think that this is like a case in point of like not every A24 movie is like a Grand Slam like winner. Yeah, that also brought up a good point too when we were watching this where it's like, and you said like vague movies are good. Mm -hmm. I like ambiguous films. Yeah, they're fine. It's just that there still has to be something to it. Yeah, like like this in fabric Mm -hmm. monster are like three that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, High Life. Like yeah. these are the A twenty four films that like shoot and miss. Mm-hmm. They nail it fucking eight out of, eight out of ten times. Right. But this is just that twenty percent, and that's okay. And that's fine. You're not gonna have a fucking company that hits it every single time. You're not gonna have yeah. a director that hits it every single time. You're gonna have a film that hits it every single time. But yeah, unfortunately, I, this was a swing and a miss one. And I, I agree with you too. I, I gave it like five plastic bag people mm. out of 10. I wish we got more of that. I know. It was so we cool. We got one shot. And there's that awesome shot, too. Of, like, remember the giant like yes. version of her that's standing behind her? Yeah. And it's like the creepy fucking awesome alien. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff's cool. Yeah, like, Do more us, of that. Give us more of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, what do you got to recommend, Matt? I was kind of putzing around trying to think because uh, I've done a lot of video games as of late so I'm yeah, gonna I know you I was waiting <laughs> I, I had was another like, one whoa another video game yeah. one yeah can I do Final Fantasy 16 again yeah, that's <laughs> really good um, let me just talk about Tears of the Kingdom one more time <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm gonna recommend two um, it's a band called The Smile mm. and um, it's from Tom York it's a side project Tom York being the lead oh, singer Radiohead yeah, you looked this up yep. after like Saturday when we went to go to like a yeah. Radio shop. We went to a vinyl shop and yeah. it was playing. And I talked to the guy and he, I was like, "Is this fucking Radiohead?" And he was like, "Nah, it's uh, the Smile." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, all right, yeah." Because they only have one real album. They have an EP, but it's live. Um, but their album too, which I listened to the other day, it's mm-hmm. called "A Light for Attracting Attention." Mm-hmm. Um, super good stuff. Like, it's not like into the volume of like in Rainbows, like the quality of that. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like solid Radiohead sound. It's kind of, you know, like still very mellow. More like their newer stuff, which I makes sense. I wouldn't know because I don't really like Yeah, I know Radiohead. you don't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried on, on three separate occasions. Yeah. I mean, Radiohead is one of my favorite bands. I know. Mul- multiple people have tried to get me to listen to mm-hmm. it. And I've listened to fucking, what was it? In, in Rain- Rainbows. Which in is Rain- a, yeah. It's a I've, I've, fucking masterpiece I've of a mouth. tried. And I just, I cannot get into them. Yeah, well, that's, that's okay. But this this is one of those things, too, for anybody out here that really enjoys Radiohead or something of that quality. Um, you know, like a very mellow, kind of like techno, but rock. It, it gets kind of like grungy at times, this album. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's definitely different. And for myself, too, which is like being in this kick of like, man, I love Radiohead. I wish I could listen more Radiohead. It was a nice surprise. Okay. So that's my recommendation. Nice. Cool. That is under the skin. Oh, yeah. What are we doing next, Matt? I don't know, Zach. What are are we doing next? We are going to be doing TV shows that we think could become movies. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. basically, taking the TV show, compiling it down, making it into like a 90-minute, two-hour long film. Your toes are weird. Thank you. I um I toenails have, are all fucked up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, gotta, I, I, gotta, I gotta trim my toenails. Um, <laughs> I do it like once a month. 
Dude, that's too long. <laughs> no, because when once I get it where it's like I can see them kind of like growing over the foot, then I'm like, okay, time to get them out of here. They, when they s- like s- like hug my socks, like when they get stuck on them, mm. that's when I'm like, all right, I gotta trim my toenails. I always get uh, scared with the the big toes. I'm like, I gotta catch this before like an ingrown toenail gets in. That's fair. Um, so I might have to do that like probably this right weekend. now. <laughs> no, this weekend it can wait a little bit. Okay. We're doing a podcast, Matt. It's fine. <laughs> it's this is important. Yeah, <laughs> the viewers, no, the listeners come <laughs> first. <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, ended. Yeah. All right. Um. So look forward to that. Thank you guys for listening. Now, Matt, you have nice hands.